You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday, April 3rd, 2023. Hold on a second. Hold on, everyone. There we go. How's everyone doing? My name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast, which is a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So how is everyone? Hope you had a good weekend as we had the first weekend in in April and we are heading toward the penultimate weekend of the Hershey Bears hockey season. Um, Penultimate means next to last. It's a fancy name for uh, next to last. So yeah, that's what we're heading into and a very, very busy week for the boys as they have a three and four coming up ahead of the holiday weekend. And um, it's actually been pretty amazing to see what's happened with the boys since we've um, since about a month ago, and I got back from uh, from Providence, and the boys have been on rather a tear as of recently, collecting points in five straight games, just trying to slowly ding 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 chip away at that points lead with Providence as we went into this weekend. And the boys did more traveling because after they were done in the Great White North there in Toronto, it was time to head due south, a little bit southwest, as the boys traveled around Lake Erie and toward Cleveland. A healthy Bears contingency head out there because, well, a weekend set games out there in Cleveland. Six o'clock there on a Saturday, noon there on a Sunday. Not bad. Not a bad. And if I was at my old job, I'd... Probably would have given this a shot. Probably. It was good to see a lot of the Bears fans heading out there. Um, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, whatever it's called out there, is very lovely. It is a nice NBA arena. And that's exactly what I'm going to call it. It's an NBA arena. It is a multi-purpose arena. The thing, while hockey is played there, it is not made for hockey. I'm just saying that. But it is a nice place and Cleveland embraces its hockey while it's down there even if it is um not exactly really high on the priorities. But a really nice weekend for hockey and for the boys as they traveled to Cleveland to take on the Monsters. The um uh I don't want to say lifeless Monsters because they've been getting them trying to get themselves back into the playoff hunt there in the north. Because heading into the weekend, they were only two points off of of getting into the playoffs there in the North. I think it's five teams get in. Um, first team gets a first round bye, and um, the other six teams play. It's something like that. It's 
stupid what this league's doing. But anyway, Cleveland's trying to stick around. The only problem is, is that, well, things aren't going well in Columbus all season. Really hasn't. And they've been calling up guys left and right. As, as the Monsters have really haven't gotten any real consistency out of, well, um, well, anyone or anything there. So, it's been hard for the Monsters, who have been trying to make it work. They really have. They're 500 team. They are. They're just kind of stuck. It feels like this team's on a hamster wheel and it's just spinning its tires until the end of the till the end of the season. It's what it feels like. But thankfully for the Monsters, they got some reinforcements as Trey Fix Wolanski, a man who wears my number, number 64, got returned to the Monsters from Columbus. Oh, I suppose Columbus is getting a little bit healthy. Uh, maybe they'll get some of their guys back at the end of the season and Trey got sent back down. These things tend to happen. Uh, no, it actually turned out that uh, Trey um, overslept and missed a team meeting. <laughs> you had one job, Trey. You had one job. One job there, buddy. One. But I suppose a team could overlook it. I mean, I mean, players oversleep. I mean, it. I'm sure this happens once or twice a season. I'm I'm sure this happens, but um nope. Nope. To Cleveland with you. Get out. Pack your stuff and head north. So Trey Fix Wolanski got sent back to the uh, the Monsters, which certainly would have helped out their power play. And the Bears, still without the services of Ethan Frank dealing with a dreaded upper body injury, as um it's been shown that one of his um um, wrists is in a brace and for all of you that's wondering that's not good that's not good hoping for a speedy recovery for Ethan Frank down the stretch but um the boys if they get their stuff done this weekend could really help out their playoff positioning and um help out as they're trying to chase down Charlotte so we go at it they're on a Saturday night and me, I'm at my new job, and Saturdays for me are a slog. It is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> it's two hours of overtime, but yeah. Yeah, pulling a 12 is not easy. But but I get in the car. I even turned on the pregame. They're on the radio. They're in the jockey wagon listening to it as Zach is way up there in the booth there at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The game would be televised there on the uh, the Fox 43 side here locally. Sort of. Kind of. Not really. But anyway. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what we have radio for. So the lineup with Ethan Frank out of the line, lineup got Snively up to the top line. And um, Lucas sat out for some illness reasons. But we're good. The boys are starting to get healthy. They're feeling their oats. And this was also a specialty jersey for the Monsters, who did their own kid-style jerseys, where they were straight white, um, red, yellow, and blue striping, with kid-drawn numbers, and the nameplates were the players' nicknames written by kids in crayon lettering. Hershey! This is what you should have done! You see, you see this, Hershey? This! This is what you should have done. I mean, yes, the 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 ones sold very well um 
nothing went for under a grand as usual, but this is this is how you do a kid's jersey. Just saying. So the boys were there in chocolate. Hunter Shepard was there in net for the boys. And uh, net for Cleveland was... Let's see here. And net for Cleveland was... Give me a second here. Jet Graves. Jet Graves. Okay. I have no idea who that is. But uh, some familiar names were on the uh, coaching staff for the uh, the Monsters. Um, former Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin and Pittsburgh Penguin Mark Latestu was the assistant assistant coach there. The associate coach, Mike Havlin. Yep, him. I can hear all of you Bears fans shuddering. Uh, the goaltending coach for the Monsters, Brad Teeson. Former Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin and Pittsburgh Penguin, Brad T- Teethan. Don't you worry, I take care of every Teethan there. Um, so, familiar names there on the bench for Bears fans. And we go at it there in the first. The boys are really pressing the play here in the first first period. And Cleveland getting themselves into penalty, penalty trip trouble. A trip and then a hook. And the Bears are set up on a five-on-three. And I'm listening in the car, traveling through spotty showers. And Zach is telling me that the Bears are getting set up. They're getting passes. They're getting moved over. And I'm yelling in the car, bring it in, lads. Bring it in. It's a five on three. Bring it in. Keeps going around. Going around. Vecchione has along the near board. Scarbosa over to him. Pass over to Snively. Fire scores! Joe Snively, a five, five on three power play goal for the boys. Joe Snively, his eighth wrister right by the head, beats Graves, and it's one nothing Hershey early. Nice job, boys. Mike Scarbosa's 36th assist, and Mike Vecchione's 27th assist, power play goal, one nothing Hershey. And Hershey smells blood, because when you when blood starts to drip on a monster, you got him. And they keep pressing up. The Bears getting odd man rushes. Three on twos the other way. Not letting the monsters getting set up in their own their own zone. Mike Vecchione leads a two on one and slides it over to Aaron Ness, who slaps it into the net. Aaron Ness gets it in. They score. Oh my goodness, Aaron Ness. Hold on a second. Aaron Ness may not have a lot of goals this season, but it's good to see a defenseman getting points. Fancy that. Aaron Ness is fourth. Mike Vecchione is 28th assist of the season. 2-0 Hershey at the 11.52 mark. Nice job on the boys. And you felt it with these guys. You felt that the Bears... Knew they were the better team going into this. And myself and my wife, you know, I'm just getting home. She's bringing, she's bringing pizza home. God bless her. It's one of those nights where you just look at each other and go, you don't want to cook? Neither do I. Yeah. Call Pizza Hut. Pick it up on your way home. For all you who are married, you know what I'm talking about. So, 2 nothing at the end of first. And the shots are 12-10. Bears leading in shots, but the Bears are the better team against a team that is not that good, that looks like they're just skating around, 
hoping that something will happen. Um, maybe something good will happen. Maybe Trey Fix Wolanski will spark this lineup. But when you look at the monsters, they're just a team I look at and go, what are you? I mean, really, what are you? Because they've been so depleted by Columbus. They're half their defensive core is up in Columbus, who's starting an ECHL team most of their nights. So Cleveland's really had to pay the price for for Columbus's injury woes. I mean, it sucks, but it's the nature of the beast. We went through this in 1718. So, well, heck, we went through it last year with Washington being so injured. So you can relate. You hate to see it. And it sucks even more when it happens to you. So 2-0 Hershey. As we head into the second second period and... And the game does slow down a little bit. As as there were a few penalties taken. The Monsters had too many men on the ice. Um, Hooking by Connor McMichael was taken. But you felt like the Bears just wanted to settle things down a little bit. Like, we're up two goals. We know we're better than you. So we're going to take over the pace of play in this game. Still breaking things up in, in the neutral zone. Limiting the Monsters' shots. Not letting... I'm saying Trey Fix Volansky a lot because that's the best they've really got. Not letting the monsters play the type of game that they want and trying to make things bad for Graves. And speaking of, Mason Morelli takes a puck down low, skates it wide up top to Gersich, fires, scramble in front. Riley Sutter chips it up and over and in and chips it in. A little chip shot with the goalie that sprawled out that goes into the net. Scores Riley Sutter. His fifth of the season, Shane Gersich is 12th, Mason Morelli is 26th, 3-0 Hershey, end of two, 3-0. Am I going to be able to enjoy this game? Are we finally going to have the ever-elusive, dominant 60-minute game that we just really can't seem to do this season? Because this Monsters team seems like it's one that, you know, if they wanted to, they could... Make things difficult. I've seen this with Charlotte. Wait a minute. I can't really compare the checkers with the monsters. But anyway, we head into the third. The third. And the Bears just still doing what they need to do. Neutral zone breakup. Defense. Blocking shots and getting stuff away from Hunter Shepard. Who's only faced 16 shots through two. Through two. And the Bears press stuff up. Bobby Nardella. Throws on down low. Connor McMichael over to Joe Snively. Rister on the way. They score! Joe Snively rips it again past Graves. And the goalie is toast. Joe Snively is second of the game. Connor McMichael and his ninth of the season. Connor McMichael, 21st. Bobby Nardella, his 18th. That's, wait a minute. Is that, that's two assists? No, it's not two assists for Bobby. 4 nothing, Hershey. 4 nothing, Hershey. And in previous games, we've seen teams come back to make things interesting. I'm looking at you, Charlotte. But the Monsters, they just didn't have it. There was no claw and tooth with these Monsters. Cleveland makes it a little interesting as they collect a puck on a net mouth scramble and Tyler Angle scores to break up the shutout. And the Monsters go horn... Nice, it's very low. It's a, it's a lot of... Hurr, hurr. But what I always love about the Monsters 
is that they play a nice little five seconds of skillet monster. And it's the one where even you have the monster verse where where you you hear, I feel like a monster in a monster's voice. Beautiful. But then they just go right into the usual Columbus Gold song. Whoa, whoa, oh, 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 oh. It, it's still nice. And they do the nice little flashing red thing in uh, on the uh, on the goal itself. It's a nice touch that 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 places don't really do anymore. Tyler Angle gets his 10th. Samuel Casso gets his 20th. David Chirek gets his 30th assist of the season. But it's 4-1 Hershey. Clock ticks down. It's epidemic at this point, And say it with me. 3-2-1 win. Bears win it. 4-1 the final on a Saturday night. Mike Vecchione gets third star with two assists. Hunter Shepard goes 24 for 25, gets second star. Joe Snively, first star of the night with two goals. Me personally, I think number one and number two are interchangeable. Um, But if Shepard would have gotten a shutout, probably would have gotten number one. So net net of all this was a great job out of Hershey. Continuing their winning ways, beating a team that, well, you're supposed to beat. That you're kind of supposed to be. And Cleveland, well, just kind of took their medicine. This seemed like the kind of game that the Bears would lose. That just, they'd completely underestimate this Monsters team who could bowl over them. Because I remember a couple years ago, I went out to Cleveland and saw them lose both out there. But not this time. They didn't. The Bears went in there and said, we're the better team and we're going to beat you. And they absolutely did. Now, you pair that on a Saturday when Providence lost to Bridgeport on their Star Wars night. So the Bears gained two points. And considering on Friday, Providence lost straight up to Hartford 5-0. The Bears have a game in hand and have gained two points on Providence. And Sunday ended up turning into a bit of a big game for the Bears and their playoff aspirations. And we'll get to that right after this. Bears fans, when you are listening to this, it is the final days of the tournament. The March Madness tournament has reached its raging climax with the national championship game tonight as San Diego State takes on UConn for the national championship, and DraftKings Sportsbook is there with all the app action. Right now, new customers can bet $5 pregame money line and score 150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays, odds boosts, and all tournament long So check out DraftKings Sportsbooks every day to see what they have in store. It's Championship Monday at the time of this recording, everyone. It is is a chance for you to, to get in on the madness one last time at the National Championship game. You need to double up to catch up from having a bad Saturday night in the Final Four. This is where you do it. It's Championship Monday. Go get that money, money, you degenerates. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN right now. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. 
Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum stage and el- minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now back to the action. So we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you everyone for your times, listens, and down and downloads as we continue on this recap of the Bears weekend. As we had a Sunday afternoon game, the return match, the rematch between the Cleveland Monsters and the Hershey Bears. A nooner, a nooner there in Northeast Ohio. You know, it would have been nice if the the Cleveland Indy... Oh, wait, they're not called that anymore. The Cleveland Guardians. Let's never mind they keep the navy blue and the red they used for, for years. But anyway, the Guardians weren't playing because... If I would have drove out there, it would have been nice to catch a ball game out there. I hear great things about Progressive Field. But, say, Libby, one more time there added on a Sunday with feeling probably last time there for the season we had out to Cleveland. And so we got some news on su- on Sunday late morning that the Bears have a chance to get a first round bye in the postseason and clinch either number one or number two overall in the a first-round bye in this year's Calder Cup playoffs because how this mess is set up, the six out of the eight teams of the Atlantic get in, top two teams get a first-round bye. No best of three bullocks this year. Just if we get in a first round, a we don't have to deal with the best of three. So the Bears... Getting a win, we don't need to see, well, if we win and Bridgeport or who does all that. No. If we win, the Bears will get a first round bye. And all we're really doing now is gunning for number one or number two with Providence. So, bit of big stakes for the Bears here as we sent Zach Fucali out there. Out there, opposed by, who they throw out there? Pavel Cajun. Who? Pavel Cajun. Who? I have no idea who that is. And the Bears were back at it there on a Sunday afternoon. High noon start there in Cleveland. And, um, okay, let's talk about this for a brief moment. These two games were supposed to be both televised on the secondary Fox station. And they ran into uh, some technical difficulties. Things wouldn't show on Saturday, and it was delayed um, getting things up and running there on Sunday. Basically, technical stuff in Cleveland. And it it sucks that it, it, um, it happened, you know, and it seems like it's more Cleveland, Cleveland's end than anything. It's not like uh, Toronto, where there was problems. We go to Lehigh, they're basically set up for television so there's not going to be much of an issue out there it's just one of these things that happens people and i'm real glad the fan club page didn't turn into a bitch fest about uh fox 43 can't do this but they can't do that right blah 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 blah. and just even be grateful that we're getting this as is because remember a time everyone where the only time you got bears on television was called a cup finals you know, like uh, 10 years ago, game six at home. 
that that was considered a treat. That maybe if the Bears made the Carter Cup Finals, we could see a game up in Manitoba. Maybe up in Milwaukee. Or up in uh, Manitoba, Milwaukee. Or we got games down in Texas. But um, the fact that we're getting regular season games at the end and Fox 43 is willing to go on these road trips and do this is a blessing in of itself. I'd like to see the Bears do local more te- local television stuff. Well, it's going to drive people away from going to Giant Center. Bull crap! it is. Full season, season ticket holders already get free road games on the AHL TV. So, you know, yeah, it didn't work. These things happen. Maybe it was something in Cleveland. Maybe it was a gopher chewing on the lines. Who knows? It's something we as fans cannot control. So there's... No use really complaining about it. They knew it was a problem. They did everything they could. Maybe they maybe they just need to plug it, pull out the plug and plug it back in. Who knows? We can't control it. Enjoy your hockey. All right? You know, enjoy the the meat that's on your plate, I guess. All right. End of rant. Let's keep this going. First period. Bears getting into a good bit of penalty Penalty trouble early on. It was actually the monsters that did it. Wolanski went off the hook, hooking. But um, a bit even in the first. A bit even. Shots are about 5-6. Five, about five, and the boys lead, leading a char, charge in. Joe Snively over to Connor McMichael. He shoots. He scores! Connor McMichael dust Vunderkin. Gets it in. With an assist from Joe Snively. And it's one nothing Hershey early. Getting him again. Getting the boys again. Connor McMichael, 16th of the season. Joe Snively's 15th assist. Bobby Nardella, his 19th. one nothing Archie at the 12.54 mark. Good job, boys. But they're not stop- stopping there. Bobby Nardella stretches up to find Mike Scarbosa. It's a two-on-one. Scarbosa throws over to Pilon Rister. He scores! Garrett Pilon, go on! Boy, is he having a road trip. Garrett Pilon scores his ninth of the season. Mike Scarbosa, 37th assist. Bobby Nardella, 20th assist of the season. 2 nothing. Hershey at the end of one. Yet again. Yet again. Love all of this. Now, I know, I know, the Bears, the majority of the season, have been the first goal scorers of the season. I, uh, I know this. I am well aware of this. However, I like seeing this. I like the boys getting up early. And again, against a Cleveland team who is, lack of better words, is bleeding out. They know they're bad. They know they're not good. There is no future for them. Sorry, Cleveland. So, you know, you can kind of feel this team circling the drain a little bit. By the way, Cleveland was wearing their Columbus alternates. White jerseys with uh, Civil War blue, Union blue, and red accents on it. My goodness, they are delicious. Delightful. Why don't they wear these jerseys more often? Oh, wait, they're owned by their NBA team, so they have to wear black, burgundy, and gold. They should be wearing Columbus jerseys. The Columbus jerseys are make are absolutely amazing. So it's 2-0 Hershey. 
and the boys are still trying to press the pace, but they're getting into penalty trouble there in the second. Vecchione goes off for boarding, just as a certain announcer was saying, the Bears need to stay out of penalty trouble and not not get into wha-bam! Yeah, like that. Vec, what are you doing, buddy boy? Logan Day goes off for high-sticking. Joe Snively goes off for slashing. We get into the third. Vinny Iorio, hooking. Bobby Nardella, roughing. Actually gets a double roughing. Uh, Mike Vecchione gets gets into a fight and gets an unsportsmanlike conduct on top of Brendan Miller. Vecchione gets also for fighting. Garrett Pilon, high-sticking. Connor McMichael, tripping. That's Cleveland gets seven power plays in the game, and Hershey racks up 23 minutes, 23 penalty minutes off of 10 infractions. For those of you playing along at home, that's a lot. That is absolutely a lot against a team that's pretty darn good on the power play at home. But thankfully, because the Monsters aren't that good, nothing come, comes of it. And midway through the third, Mason Morelli finds Hendricks Lapierre, slides it over to Rybinski, chips it in, he scores! Henrik Rybinski filleting the Cajun goalie. I gotta do something with this. The Monsters aren't really giving me anything. Rybinski gets his fifth. Hendricks Lapierre is 25th. Mason Morelli is 27th. 3-0 Hershey. And it is all just epidemic at this point. And the Bears, yes, they face penalty trouble, but they know they got this. Cleveland knows they're doomed. Tick, 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 tick. Clock keeps running down. The goalie gets pulled for a little bit there in the third, but the Bears just keep clearing the zone. They know what they need to do. They went out there, and they did it. Three, two, one, win for the Bears, and they sweep the weekend there in Northeast Ohio. Bears win it. 3-0 the final. Shut out and shut down a... How many say? A 29-save shutout for Zach Fucali. Three stars were Snively with an assist at third. Zach Zach Fucali gets a road shutout and gets second star. Connor McMichael with the game winner gets first star. Sorry, but you get a shutout. Your goalie should get number one star. But anyway, that's just, just, uh, just me. So, so that does it. Bears end up, Bears end up winning it sweeping it on the road and the bears get their first round by them and and providence are locked in at the number one number two which could be interchangeable as we head down the home stretch but charlotte not gonna catch them ain't gonna catch us and we have that first round by all locked up so the bears will finish either number one or number two in the division and speaking of, that sets up a huge game on Wednesday night as the Bears head up to Providence for a rare Wednesday night game up there in Providence. And I cannot stress to you Bears fans how big this game is. Yes, the Bears were able to get back into first place in the division. And we do sit there right now. But we need to go up there and we need to either get a point or get a win up there. Just go up there and beat Providence, who seems to be a little susceptible here at the end of the season. And yes, 
our worst hockey was played about a month ago. I should know. I was there. But ever since then, the Bears have reached down, dug deep, found depth scoring, have tightened things up defensively, and are playing at the caliber that we've known all season that they can play. You're starting to peak at the right time. This is when you want to do it. At the end of March, beginning of April, you want to do that. And the Bears have done exactly that. Great goaltending, brick wall in defense, depth scoring. Play like that will take you far. Guys like Pilon, McMichael, the middle six guys, Rybinski, Napravic, Julian Napravic, getting some goals as of recently. And it's not all on Scarbosa and Vec. And, at the, and for a while, Ethan, till he got injured, or even all on Sam Ennis, who's done great since his return. It almost feels like Ennis was kind of that missing piece. But you're seeing what with the Bears, that hope is being restored. I'm glad we're not fighting with each other on the fan club page anymore, that we can now focus instead on what the Bears can be. Because it's going to be whatever comes out of those best of threes and whoever the Bears face it's not going to be an easy opponent. And we could stare down Providence in a best-of-five matchup. Or, who knows? Springfield could upset them, and we get a five-game set at Springfield in mid-May. Hmm. Five-game set at Springfield at the end of May. Hmm. There is an MGM there up in Springfield. Private, take notes. Could be, could be looking at a possible Springfield trip at mid-May. Bring money. Private might not survive. <laughs> but isn't it fun to talk like this, Bears fans? To have these kind of prospects, this kind of hope and anticipation looking ahead as we stare down the playoffs heading into, in a couple weeks, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're looking at. So let's take a look at the uh, the standings. The Bears stand tall at 91 point points with six games to go same thing as Providence so not both Providence and Hershey have six games to go Bears at 91 Providence at 90 as the two teams will square off on a Wednesday night Springfield at 79 points Springfield Charlotte or Lehigh cannot get one of the two seeds two seeds now so Springfield in third with 79 points Charlotte in fourth with 78 Lehigh in fifth with 76. Be careful. They're going to get reinforcements once the Flyer season ends. And Hartford at 73, trying to put distance between them and Bridgeport and maybe get that sixth spot. Bridgeport is at seventh with 70, trying to hang on and maybe surpass Hartford. And Wilkes-Barre is off the lead lap and probably out altogether with 63. Over there in the north, Toronto clinched the North Division title with 87 points. Syracuse is in second with 75. Utica and Rochester with 74. Laval with 68. Belleville with 65. And the Monsters with 65 as well. Other teams that have clinched playoff spots out there in the central. The Texas Stars and the Milwaukee Admirals are in. Out west, the Calgary Wranglers, Coachella Valley Firebirds, the Colorado Eagles... And the Abbotsford Canucks have all clinched playoff spots there out west. So the playoffs are starting to come together. The playoff kaleidoscope is starting to come together. And we will be here along the way as the Bears have 
I mean, six more matchups. I got this covered. Because six more matchups heading into the end of the season. And this this weekend is a three and four Wednesday at at Providence. And then Friday night, we go back to the M to the M&M Center, the Mass Mutual Center up there in Springfield, right beside the MGM for a seeing Springfield for the first time in a while. Uh, Saturday, Charlotte comes back for a Saturday night game. They're going to stick around the weekend, and we will have the ever-rare and ever-elusive Tuesday night hockey game against the Charlotte Checkers. And then back to Bridgeport one more time on the 14th, and then we close things out against the Phantoms on April 15th. But we will deal with that next weekend when it comes. So Bears fans, we're coming down the home stretch, and we here on the podcast have you covered. So just some programming notes there, everyone. Um, Monday's podcast are going to drop on Mondays. We got two more Friday face-offs coming up, and then once playoffs happen, the Friday face-offs are done. I'm going to try and get game over started here over the next couple of weeks. And then once the playoffs start, structure here on the podcast is going to get thrown out the window. Maybe I should bring Corey back and bring him on and we can talk about some uh, playoff potentials going forward. But that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Thank you, everyone, for your times, listens, and downloads. Great weekend by the boys who won the weekend outright and has already had a very successful road trip. But big game there on Wednesday up there at Amca Mutual Pavilion. Just get a win up there, boys. Just get two points or at minimum, just get one and beat the P Bruins. So to everyone, my name's Richard Blosser, and I'll catch you at Giant Center on Saturday. Go Bears. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.